0: Right now, I want to have a conversation about another kind of legal battle that we see shaping up, um, in our country. Now, sooner or later, we're going to have a public inquiry into foreign interference in Canadian elections. We know. I, I still firmly believe that. I think that's still the only reasonable expectation. And it would be a neat trick if the liberals managed to resist the calls from every other party in the house to call such an inquiry. Uh, and it would be, I think, stupid politically because then it opens you up to the obvious question of why are you the only political party in the House of Commons continuing to resist calls to get to the bottom of things? Because you've got, I mean, every other party in the House has said, "Yeah, we want a public inquiry." So uh, we'll see where that goes. I think the realization is coming, and we'll end up with a public inquiry. But that remains to be seen. I've been wrong before. In the meantime, that's not that's where our focus is, but that's not the only issue at hand as a result of what we've learned about foreign interference and the consequences of all the attention that we've been paying to foreign interference immigration lawyers are starting to see some of the impacts it's having on their work and they're worried about how far it may go and ultimately what it may lead to so to have a conversation about that we're going to speak with athena portakalides who is an immigration lawyer based in markham ontario athena thank you so much for your time i appreciate you being here Mm-hmm. Um Now, so, like I say, the, the, the government in Ottawa, they may be taking their time to sort out whatever they're going to do around this foreign interference situation, but at the immigration level, at the world you live in, um the government is already pretty actively engaged, and you know what, to be fair, always has been, in terms of deportations and barring entry if they're concerned about espionage and terrorism, right? Right. What have you seen... Um, following this foreign interference, you know, as this started to come up, has that changed at all? Have they seemed more active?
1: Well, um, I think you, you put it well uh, when you said that um, this has kind of always uh, been a concern for immigration, and rightfully so. I mean, um, you know, some of these decisions in terms of um, investigating uh, people for, you know, potential inadmissibilities related to Espionage espionages are important, of course, to keep, uh, you know, the country and the people within it safe. Um, but w- what we've seen is, you know, sometimes these decisions can cross a line, um, uh, particularly, you know, uh, when the type of evidence that's being relied upon is just not what you would expect. It's not reliable. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes decisions can be uh, politically motivated in a way. Um, and I'm happy to discuss it more if you have any guess.
0: Yeah, when you talk okay. about it being politically motivated, in what sense, in terms of the responding to this uh, attention that we're paying to foreign interference?
1: Right, I mean, uh, there's obviously no uh, direct confirmation that that's what's happening, but um, from our side of things, we do see trends, right? So uh, we had a case at our firm, um, I work with the Lysmo Law Group uh, in Toronto, um, where someone was accused of being uh, uh, involved in an espionage organization, China. Um, and it's interesting because um, in this case specifically, uh, this person had previously been examined by immigration many times before, um, you know, even as recent as a couple of years ago, but it was only within the context of this kind of most recent decision that uh, it was determined that he was inadmissible. Um, so, you know, it, it's... Hard not to think that it has something to do with
0: the recent political tension. Uh, We're having a little bit of trouble with your line, but I think I think we can stick with it at this point. Um, Talk a bit more about those 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 thresholds. Have they changed? Do you think that there's, um, you know, like you say, sometimes the evidence that's being used to be exclusionary. Just it doesn't. It's not what it should be. Has has that changed? Have you seen that shift?
1: Uh, not necessarily. I think with, with immigration, um, it's kind of been a trend that usually the, uh, the, I guess what we're seeing is that the, the rules of evidence are a bit more flexible. Yeah. Um, we're seeing officers kind of relying on, on, you know, newspaper articles in addition to uh, security reports, which some people might be surprised to hear about. So, um, I don't think the evidence that they're relying on has changed per se, uh, but, I mean, of course, these decisions do have major implications for
0: these people. Absolutely, they do. Is there, you know, sure, I mean, you're, you're a lawyer, so obviously, if, if you've got legal representation, that, that's obviously going to be helpful, but is, is there a, um, a, any kind of avenue of appeal? Like, is, there, is like you say, they're just relying on newspaper reports and they're saying, yay or nay, is that the end of it for a lot of people that are seeking to immigrate into Canada, or to stay in Canada? Is it sort of, well, where do I go from here? That's the end of the story. There's really no way to try and, you know make your case
1: well, that's a great question and yeah i mean for a lot of people it can be uh because if if you know they don't have the access to a lawyer or they don't have the resources to access a lawyer or a representative who can help them um this can constitute a permanent bar for people having you know a finding of inadmissibility in this in this regard um there are some you know minor I wouldn't call the minor, but there are some kind of avenues of relief that mm. uh, can be uh, potentially tapped into. But those are also highly, highly discretionary. And it's not always easy for people to do that and navigate that process, especially on their own.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the story that I was reading where you represented a professor in Toronto and you take a look at how it's sort of the the, the, the legal Standing that they used to be exclusionary didn't really hold up. I mean, that case is a pretty good example, right? A professor who back in the day, a long time ago, used to teach English to some people who were connected to the Chinese government and and sort of that's hanging over his head all these many years later, right?
1: Exactly, exactly right. And uh, that's kind of what I was mentioning before that, you know, this this individual specifically, I think what makes this case interesting is that uh, he had been examined multiple times in the past. Specifically for his disability related to his employment, and there was never an issue uh, until very recently, which, coincidentally or not, it just happened to be after you know these this rise in uh, political tensions between Canada and China.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I guess the question I have is where do we want to err, right? Because I mean, the 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 goal of this system is to protect Canada from. Foreign influence, be it espionage, be it terrorism, that's the job. That's that's why these checks and balances are put in place. So, I mean, you don't want to see abuse of that, or you don't want to see it go too far one way. But at the same time, how do, who, how do we go about drawing that line, I guess? And have we missed the mark?
1: That's a really great question, and I, I wish I had the answer. I mean, It's, it's tough, yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, I mean, these are very, you know, um, serious issues uh, that need to be balanced. Um, but I think, uh, you know, they also need to be balanced to be fair to the person who's subject to these decisions. Um, you know, it's not necessarily fair to them to rely on uh, evidence which may not be uh, as reliable as it should be, like newspaper articles, for yeah, example. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, you know, like, like the decision, the court decision that, uh, that we're speaking about, I think, um, what the, the judge pointed out there as well is that, um, these concerns need to be kind of put to these people uh, to allow them the opportunity to respond. I think, um, that makes it more fair. Uh, so when, you know, both parties kind of have the opportunity to advance their positions, I think that's where we can strike a better balance. Exactly. But to have it completely one sided and say, no, you're inadmissible, uh, you know, not really give the person the opportunity to respond to that, I think is unfair.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. You should have at least a chance to plead your case. Athena, thank you so much for walking us through that. It's a It's an interesting conversation. Thank you.